recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast, brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, Devo Spice. Hey, Luke Ski. We have live on the show Mr. Joe J. Thomas. Yes. Mostly live. Mostly live. Coming to us live from... You're still in Spain, right? No, no. This uh, this is my Los Angeles closet. Ah, that's why... He, <laughs> normally, Joe is pre-recorded because he's in Spain. So now he's in his Los Angeles closet, which looks exactly like his Spain closet. So, <laughs> yes. Is, is, did you, like, physically move the closet from Spain to Los Angeles? Is that what's happening I, here? I've... I've eliminated my normal closet and replaced it with an exact duplicate of one in Spain. Okay. <laughs> See, because IKEA started in Europe, so you know, they're everywhere now. Right. They're very you, have the exa- you can literally have the exact same closet wherever you want. The, this, I've got the closet. <laughs> you do. <laughs> okay, welcome to episode 627 of the Funny Music Podcast. The title of this week's episode is Abnormal High-Pitched Exchange, which I will put into the chat so you can refer to it later and try to work it into our conversations if you're so inclined. So, um, let's do the catch-up thingy. Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else, Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey, what? Oh, he's right. So, Luke, what you been up to? Well, uh, I saw the movie Lightyear, which was a lot of fun. Um, it, it's like, um, as far as comparing it to other recent Pixar films, it's it's. I like Turning Red better, um, but... It's. I think it's. I think Lightyear is definitely better than like uh, than like Luca and Soul. It's. It's. You know. But it's. It's way funnier than I expected it to be. Um, and yeah. Uh, me. Uh, me and Kyle recorded a Tunes podcast where I talk about it a little bit, um, which will be coming out this Sunday because uh, we don't want to spoil anything for anyone yet. But. But yeah. It's. It's a good time. Um, let's see. I went to another taping of Night Court, uh, which was amazing. Uh. As always, you know, fifth uh, episode I've seen, I think, in in the this season. Um, you should at this point, you should try to just be an extra in the background or something. I would love to. I would absolutely. That would be like like a bucket list dream come true kind of thing. If I could just be one of the people out in the in the um uh you know the audience, you know, not not the studio in the, audience. Yeah, like in the, the courtroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the courtroom. In the docket. Audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, docket. That's the word. Yes. <laughs> So, um, and then, uh, they, well, with some help of, uh, uh, our good friend Tony Goldmark, uh, I went to see Weird Al this weekend on both dates he had in L.A., which was great because, uh, with the exception of, uh, you know, the thing he does at the end of the encore, it was a completely different set of songs for both shows. So, uh, so it was a really great time, um, you know, just amazing, fun time, uh, Lots running into lots of other, you know. I mean, you know, Kyle and Lindsay were there. Uh, uh, Dino Mike was there. I said hi to him briefly on Sunday. Doctor Demento was there, uh, so you know that was cool. And just running into lots of other like of the hardcore Al fans, like um, Adriana and and um, Dave Rossi and Vicky DeVries and stuff like that. So just you know, good old time. Plus, somebody recognized me from being in Tony's videos. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, it was really cool. Um, so if you can catch the 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 return of the ill advised vanity tour, uh, I highly recommend it. Um, let's see. Uh, and uh, yeah, not too much else happening this week other than you know, like I said, we recorded the tunes podcast, and uh, I managed to, like you know, I've, I had yesterday off and today off, and I actually managed today to drag myself out of bed long enough to get something practical done. I actually got two practical things done today. So I'm proud of myself. Yay! Because, you know, it's like, you know, you can be awake or you can be asleep. And when you're asleep, there's a lot less problems and mental anguish to deal with. So it's like, how do I talk myself out of remaining asleep all the time that I don't have to be at work? Or on a podcast. So, um... <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, alright, I better go do this thing. So, uh, um, yeah, uh, hopefully one of the things I did was going to the DMV so that I could apply to get my Luke vanity plates, but, um, the thing was when I first ordered those, uh, back in 2015, I did it through the website, and all they had was, like, the seven letters, like, little seven little blocks to put each letter in, and they didn't present on the website opposite to have a half space in there anywhere, and I just kind of assumed, like, oh, I guess they don't allow half spaces, that's why I did... L-U-K-E-S-K-I, all is one word. Um, and then in recent, uh, over the past year, I noticed a lot of vanity plates that had seven letters and a half space, and I'm like, oh, well, what the hell? So after the, um, you know, the stupid accident that I, I got myself into, um, I kind of realized, well, you know what? Uh, even though I was able to retrieve those license plates, I want to see if I can use this, since I'm transferring them to a new vehicle anyway, can I just reorder the plates and get that space in there? And I went in, like, a month ago to try to do it, and I was told by the person there at the time that, first of all, they had to... Because, I guess, in their records, they that plate was considered, like, you know, lost or part of the totaled car so that, it, you know, it wouldn't be allowed to be used again. So I had to show them, like, no, I actually have the plates right here. Um, and so they had to, like, take, you know, like, send a letter to San Sacramento saying, oh, the person still has the plates and would like to transfer them to the vehicle... And then I had to leave, and then some days later they got back to me and said, okay, Sacramento has approved for you to use these plates again. Um, but the other thing was the person at the time said, I couldn't reorder the plates and get that space put in there, because, like, that's against the rules or whatever, which I think is dumb. Uh, <laughs> so, so I waited, you know, I mean, it was mainly just because I've been busy with stuff, but I went back in today, and I basically told them, like, yeah, I got permission to get these plates again, but there was a a misprint when they did them and the space was in the wrong place so can I reorder these but you know get the space where it's supposed to be and the guy had me like fill out another thing I had to like write something explaining what I was doing and send it off to Sacramento so hopefully and I paid the $43 fee so hopefully they'll just be like oh yeah sure we'll print it correctly and send them to me so hopefully I'll actually be able to get <laughs> the Luke half space wow. ski plates that I want um, so I guess I'll have to you know wait a couple of months and find out if, if it actually worked and Worst case scenario is, you know, I assume I'll get the plates without the space in them, but pff, whatever. I'll just call you Lukeski from now on. Yeah, which is, <laughs> there actually are people whose last name is spelled L-U-K-E-S-K-I, apparently, in the world. I yeah. once got an email from a guy named Le Ray Lukeski, who was, you know, kind of bummed that I had taken Lukeski.com. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, I grew up in a mostly Polish neighborhood, so we the, oh, any yeah. possible combination with ski on the end was there, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know... Uh, 
like both SKI and SKY of you know of you know Polish and Ukrainian names where I grew up. So there's you know Sinkowski, Kwiatkowski, Wenglowski, Saznika, you know, just like all kinds of stuff like that. So yeah. Uh, and the other, so now I want to look up how much it costs to have your car painted another color because if I'm going to get the Lukeski plates, I you know I actually want then I then I, instead of having this white car, I want to paint it orange because like. Damn it! I want to have, I want to have things the way I want them. Ooh, you know, so, so getting we'll a proper paint job is expensive. I can tell you that. I don't know how much it is, but it's a lot. Um, yeah. Brett G in the if chat wants to know if anyone reacted to the kiss in um, in Lightyear. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't even remember the kiss. It's like it. I just saw a couple. It's it. You know, it's 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 Hawthorne and her wife. And like a little kid, and they kind of get their arms around each other, and there's just like a montage of scenes where you see this couple together, and I, if there was a kiss in it, it was like so innocuous that it was just like, you know, someone leans over, you know, whatever. It wasn't like the friggin', you know, you know, no consent Navy kiss where it's like from World War Two. It wasn't like that or anything. There wasn't the it's, kiss from basketball, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that so, one, I saw basketball in the theaters, and when that kiss happened, two guys got up and ran out of the theater screaming. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, that, that whole part happens, like, basically during a montage where it's basically the background of what's going on with Buzz at that time in the story. So, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, you know, ugh. It, it, it just, it's so dumb that it's 2022 and people are still this upset over something like this. Like, yeah. back when Finding Dory came out, like, there was a same-sex couple of two women, like, who just kind of, like, interact. Like, it's like, it's so quick and they don't even do anything to, they, they could just be two female friends standing next to each other. But there were people back then like, oh, there's a female, there's a lesbian couple in Finding Dory in the background for half a second. You know, it's like, oh no, it's the end of the world. <laughs> it's so stupid that, you know, ugh. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, yeah. but, but you can hear more non-spoilery stuff about it at, uh, <laughs> on, on the Tunes podcast. Uh, Kyle Luke Talk About Tunes, episode 225, the title of it is Lindsay's Mom Has Got It Going On. So... <laughs> <laughs> so there you go what have you been up to since last weekend uh well last uh sunday was father's day and on friday my wife asked me what i wanted to do for father's day and she basically said come up with something to do or we're not doing anything and i was like all right well what do i want to do i don't know what i want to do so sometime either on friday or saturday i was like you know what i want to go to great adventure and I was like, we have the passes for Great Adventure, and I was like, you know, all, all the Six Flags parks, actually, and I was like, I I'm sick of, like, I have three teenage kids now, and I'm sick of the, uh, attitude, so it's like, I ask them what they want to do, you know, if they want to do anything, and the answer I always get from all three of them is, uh, you know, it's like, they, they don't even form words, they just kind of grunt in my general direction, so I was like, okay, this is what's happening. I'm going to Six Flags on Sunday. If any of you would like to come, let me know. You're welcome to. And um, Darren was the only one who opted to come. So Darren and I <laughs> went to Six Flags on Sunday. 
which was awesome because it was not too hot and it was not crowded at all. We basically just walked up and got on all the rides we wanted to go on, um, hit you know a lot of our favorite things multiple times, and um, didn't even have to stay till you know very late in the park because we both kind of pooped out around dinner time, and uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. And um, the only thing I hate about that park is it's like glove shaped, so it's like you. Know, it's like you know you have like the entrance, and then you know you go down the fingers, which are all dead ends, and there's roller coasters at the ends of all of them. But to get to the other one, you have to go all the way back, and then down to the next one. There's no like crossovers, which is the dumbest thing. I don't have know why they did that. You discovered Glove World from SpongeBob. Glove World, yeah, basically. <laughs> Glove World. <laughs> basically, they they had to spread them out like that so the screaming wouldn't over over like cross over each other because that would be an abnormal high pitched exchange. I'm sure it's like a crowd control thing or something, but there's literally there's one coaster which it was originally the Medusa coaster it's a floorless giga coaster with lots of loops and stuff it's a lot of fun um they rebranded it as bizarro when they decided that every ride in the park has to be a dc you know item and then this year they're rebranding it back to medusa for some reason i, I don't know <laughs> why but um that ride is like all the way down this one trail and all the way in the back of the park and it takes like 15 minutes just to walk to it and there's nothing else down there. You drive, you ride, you have to walk past like this other coaster that's been there since I was a kid and like a log flume. And then it's still all the way down further down. It's, it's ridiculously far in the back of the park. And there's no way to get to, like, it's right next to El Toro, but there's no way to get to El Toro from Medusa other than like walking all the way back and then around and then all the way back down. It's, it's ridiculous. How many gift shops and refreshment stands do you pass along those those walks? Uh, towards several? Medusa, none actually. There's nothing back there. <laughs> wow, it's just way in the back. I don't know why they did that. Um, there were a couple other. You know, there's lots of gift shops and stuff like uh, like uh, the the Superman ride uh, puts you out at the end of a gift shop, and uh, there's a couple others. I do really love that Superman coaster. That's a lot of fun. Um. That's about it. I've I've been most of my time has been taken up with freelance jobs, which is good because you, money, but bad because time. So, have you uh, chosen your ridiculous rap topic? I have, and I've made a very small amount of progress on it, and it's due to be posted soon. So I'm going to be focusing on that soon, in the middle of freelance projects and grouting the kitchen floor and all the other crap I have to do. So, so yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Joe, what have you been up to? I discovered that uh, if you combine jet lag with a, uh, a shingles vaccine, you get uh, unending jet lag. <laughs> so, so I've had like jet lag for an entire week. And um, I just I, it's like I wake up. And I'm like, oh, why is my arm? Ma oh, yeah, I got a shot there. And then like the next night, it's like, oh, now it's moved to my lower back. And that's not good. And then. But aside from that, uh, uh, this this song was coming up, and then I've got I had an idea for another song, and a friend of mine's like, "Well, it's a good idea, but uh, I can't understand you." So apparently, I have to be more precise in my 
uh, high-pitched screaming, singing, <laughs> whatever that is. Anyway, it's, it's about a breakfast cereal you probably wouldn't want to eat. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you posted a song. Wait, was that... I'm sorry, I, I was answering a question in the chat. Was that your intro to this song, or was that unrelated? Oh. Uh, that was unrelated. Unre okay, just making sure I, I wasn't... This is a different song. <laughs> okay. I thought so, but I was like, I thought we were posting this other song. All right. Um, so, yeah, give us a quick intro to the song, and we'll give it a listen. Oh, okay. Well, uh, about a year or so ago, we went to Spain, and we've got a little place there, and so... Every, every time something goes wrong, my wife uh, usually comments, this place hasn't been the same since the defeat of the Spanish Armada. I can't, can't quite tell if she's serious most of the time, but then I realized I didn't know anything about the Spanish Armada, and so I looked it up, and I'm, I'm like, oh, they had a fleet of ships, and they tried to take over Great Britain, and they weren't very good at planning, and they got firebombed, and every, all the ships sank, and then Great Britain tried to do the same thing, and I'm like... This is too complicated. So I decided I was going to write a song that was completely fictional by my seven and a half year old self. So All right, here is Defeat of the Spanish Armada by Joe J. Thomas. The Defeat of the Spanish Armada by Joey Thomas, age seven and a half. When I was a lad, twas one thing made me sad Them lessons twere all about history With memorized names, all the dates seemed the same The whole bloody thing was a mystery One summer my task that the teacher had asked Was a subject of which I knew not a so I made up a tale and set it to sail about the defeat of the Spanish Armada. One ship hit the bank and another one sank when the keelhaul was nibbled by orders. A monster at sea took another 23 in the defeat of the Spanish Armada. One captain at night had his beard set alight and he scuttled his ship to the bottom. As it went down in flames, it dragged ten more in chains in the defeat of the Spanish Armada. A nearsighted sailor thought he spotted a failure in the hull that was under the water. He went down with an axe, and he never came back from the defeat of the Spanish Armada. They passed through a geyser chock full of papaya and a fruity wave of piñatas. Fourteen of them wood boats, they no longer could float in the defeat of the Spanish Armada.
T'was positioned by demons for heifer the semen. They went mad and demanded horchatas. The devils and nymphs were all turned into chimps for the defeat of the Spanish Armada. I finished my story and the teacher looked worried, then called for my mama and dada. She told them I failed and my future had sailed with the defeat of the Spanish Armada. Really pushing the rhyme scheme there a bit, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, quite a bit. Well, it, the strange thing was when I started writing this, I'm like, oh yeah, I could, I could do this to Gordon Lightfoot's "Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald" because why not take a tragic, horrible song and write something funny about it? And, and I got, I started with the music, and I'm like, there's no, there's no chorus in this song. <laughs> I. I have no idea how he made this interesting. And then I started to listen to it, and the only thing he changes is like the timing of the lines. So it's like one space, one space, one, one. Like, okay, that's interesting, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'd never done a song with no chorus, and I'm like, okay, fine, I'm just gonna. And I had a, I chopped it anyway because the original goes on. Yeah, it's like 13 ever. minutes long or something like yeah, that, right? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, God, no, I'm not doing this whole thing. And it and it played endlessly when I was a kid because I, I lived through when the, the actual Edmund Fitzgerald stank, and he apparently had something, you know, pre-written for it because it, it seemed like it came out a week later, and I don't know how he managed that, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so my first uh, sea shanty, I guess. <laughs> sort of, yes. Shanty. So for the amount that I remember my history, this song could be entirely 100% accurate for all I know, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, my wife and I, the only thing we remember is that there was a defeat of the Spanish Armada, and it was some sort of a turning point in history. And That's, that's, that's all funny. I remember, too. Uh, my... <laughs> My history class in high school, I, I remember the lesson where we talked about it because my teacher made a big deal about how the Spanish Armada was, like, legendary throughout the world for a long time, like, longer, over a hundred years, people feared the Spanish Armada. And then there was some battle with some other country and where they prepared to go up against the Spanish Armada, and apparently Spain hadn't maintained their boats for some time. So they were like these old, broken-down ships that could barely float, and they just got wiped out. And that's basically yeah. all I remember from the entire lesson. <laughs> the, apparently what happened was, like, the, the church wasn't happy that England had the church where it was Protestant rather than Catholic. And so they were like, oh, let's send Spain's armada over. And so the church was kind of behind this whole thing. And the British were like, um, okay, well, first, let's screw with the Spanish. And they went over and sabotaged some stuff before they even got underway. So that delayed it oh, nice. long enough long enough for the U.K. To, to, to prepare. And the U.K. did crazy stuff. Like, they set, they set empty ships on fire and just sent them towards the Spanish Armada. <laughs> and they set other ships on fire. And they're like, retreat, retreat. Very Monty Python-esque. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
So, what was it like writing this song? Because you said you've never written a song without a chorus before. Like, like, did you like come up with a list of like songs like that's words that sort of rhyme with Armada that I can shove in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was most of the process. Like, hor horchata, pinata, <laughs> kind of Armada, I guess. Or, yeah, yeah, and then like I, I had monkeys and chimps, and I'm like, oh sure, throw those in, and let's have some papayas, because <laughs> why not? And, so, yeah, it was just a, it was literally a list of rhyming words, and then I just kind of threw it all together, and I'm like, and at the end he fails. So, <laughs> that's the end of that. And, of course, the the, re, the speaking from reality portion of it is is you know, that I, I had to take history in summer school because I was so bad at it, so. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, kitty! We have a Q-Bert. How you doing, buddy? Uh, hey, it's Q-Bert, everybody. How you doing? He's just coming up here because I haven't... Oh, there he goes. He, if I haven't paid enough attention to him in a while, he just kind of comes up and gets, like, right here, like, Hello, I, me. Why are you not paying <laughs> Pay attention, attention to me, to me now? Yeah, Jax does that, too, when... um. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Now let's go back to speaker mode. Oh, God damn it. You'd think I would know how to use Zoom by now. But um, <laughs> Jax does that when... um. Like, if I, whenever I'm on a chat with work, if I get on a meeting, like, he jumps up right in my face. He's like, oh, you're talking to somebody? You're talking to somebody who isn't me now. You know. Pain in my ass. Yeah. So what brings you back to the States? Uh, well, uh, my wife had some business, and I had some business, and we also had some, like, appointments and things. We okay. haven't quite gotten, like, the whole... Uh, doctor back and the vaccinations are weird like i okay i'm old i was, I was scheduled for like a shingles vaccine because i hit that bad age and i find out that in in the uk or in the eu they don't think that's an important thing so nobody gets it <laughs> nobody has it it's, it's like wait it, isn't this like painful and shit and i'm like and they're like they're like yeah you know it's painful and it lasts a couple weeks but it doesn't kill anybody and that's kind of their their priorities are, you know, we'll give you all the basic health care that you need. But, you know, if it's something you just want, like not to have a horrible rash that infects you for several weeks. <laughs> so I was like, OK, I'm going to go back get my shingle shot. It's fine. It's fine. You'll be fine. It's just a rash. You'll be fine. That's my wife's oh. other, the other complaint about Spain is is that there's there's this it's it's in Spanish it's no pasa nada no nothing's going on don't worry about it no te preocupes no pasa nada it's like <laughs> everything's fine it's like it's like my leg is severed it's like watching the knight from Monty Python with arms being chopped off and you go it's just a flesh wound you're fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a di it's a dichotomy there because like with the with the vaccination. They were on it. They were, and, and their dental work, their dental work is fantastic. I like those, they've got machines that we haven't even seen here in their dental offices. And so some things they really prioritize and other things it's like, I you don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Oops, I pushed the wrong thing again. So uh, what's going on with you voice work wise? You got anything coming up that you can talk about? No, I guess. <laughs> uh, I uh, I've got a lot of things I 
can't talk about. I've got something coming out in Disney Disney Plus, something on Netflix, cool. and a, and a couple games coming out soonish. And yeah, it's another one of those I NDA thingies that I I can't I can't reach. But uh, you know, on the other side, on the song side, I've I've still got my alliteration song that's been sitting on the shelf for like two and a half years that eventually I will get the nerve to record. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, without breaking any NDAs, are they making another season of that Resident Evil show or movie, do you know? Or a sequel to that? It was a movie, right? Oh. Uh, yeah, it was a movie. Uh, actually, I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. But, uh, hopefully, they bring my character back since he didn't die horribly at the end. Mm, yes. Well, you were the president, so unless you got voted out of office, I imagine you'll be back. Yeah. Yeah, or if there's a country left to be president of after the zombie apocalypse. That's true, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could be president um, of the little settlement they try to rebuild society with. Yeah. <laughs> Who made you boss? You people did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, um, I don't know, this is reminding me of... Uh, of uh, so, Armin Shimmerman is the actor who played uh, Principal Snyder on... Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but he was also famously Quark on Star Trek Deep Space Nine where he was the Ferengi and had to wear the whole thing that takes several hours to put on. So, uh, it gets to that point, I think it was the end of season three when, like, the big attack happens at the school and you see, like, a vampire, you know, go to like, bite Principal Snyder, like, ah, the neck, like, ah, and then, like, it, cut, it cuts away. So apparently, um, so it's just presumed after that that Principal Snyder's dead, but apparently, like, Joss or whoever came back to Armin and said, like, you know, we could, uh, uh, you know, have you, you know, come back on the show and be a vampire with a prosthetic thing on your head. <laughs> and Armin said, no thanks, I'd rather be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the guy who played um, Neelix at a convention once, and oh, he yeah, talked Ethan about Phillips. the... Yeah, he talked about the um, like the prosthetics he had to wear, and he was like, "Yeah, that sucks." That's like hours of makeup. You're in the makeup chair at three in the morning, and then you know, yeah, it sucks. So I can imagine. Although the the vampire makeup on Buffy wasn't much; it was just like a little forehead thing. Yeah, but I just like the idea that even just that was like, "Nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Life is too short. Not dealing with this anymore." <laughs> uh, uh, so, Joe, yeah, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, uh, the usual, uh, joesdump.com, where all this stuff resides, and along with a bunch of other miscellaneous uh, haikus about uh, Gamera and um, uh, animation that I did in a fever dream. So, <laughs> Excellent. Yep. I'm sorry, Luke, what were you going to say? No, I just remembered something else about Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, that um, uh, there's a radio guy from up in the Twin Cities uh, named Mishki, who had a really interesting show for years, and uh, he was interviewing... He, he had scheduled to interview a guy who was a, a, an expert on the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, as in the actual wreck, not the song. But And he pre-wrote pre a bunch of questions for him, but he was just kind of like in a weird mood and bored that night. So when the guy called in, he asked his questions, but he sang them to that song. <laughs> he, he was like, now when, now when he went down, did this thing happen? And like he just like did that, and then the guy laughs... And like straight answers the question, and then he gets on answering the question, and Mishki goes directly into the next question with no banter, singing it every time. <laughs> so great, and and the guy just rolled with it. It was so great. Wow. And at the end, he's like, he's like, 
thank you, sir. It was good to know ya. And that was the end of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's fantastic. So, all right. We're so. going to move on to news and the other song. Are you going to stick around or are you taking off, Joe? I should probably take off. So Okay. Well, thank you yeah. for coming on. It was nice having you live for once. My yeah. pleasure. Yeah, maybe I can schedule the next one for the next one. I'm at, next time I'm in town. All right. Awesome. All right. With the with the forehead cam. <laughs> that yeah. Spoiler alert. That's going to be the cover of the next album. Is Joe's forehead with the fump like tattooed on it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say I will have a permanent tattoo of the fump put on my forehead. Yes. Appreciate it. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Take care. See ya. This is the fump. I swagger proud to the casino, past the penny slots and Kino. Got me a gig up here in Reno, Blackjack. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll in the highway to hell. But I'd rather sell my soul for a trip to Taco Bell. It's not a question now, too bad for rock and roll. With her two babies asleep in bed, their names are Sam and Dean. That's the Funny Music Project at thefump.com. T-H-E-F-U-M-P.com. Stop! Burger time! Time for Funny Music News. Something, something, something. In the news, there is a new album out by the Chris Waffle Explosion titled Rated End for No One, which includes the fump song Middle-Aged Man in a Hot Tub. It promises comic mischief, strong language, and poor rapping. It is available at chriswaffle.bandcamp.com, and the releases spreadsheet has been updated. Chris is also having an album release party at Dante's in Portland, Oregon on August 27th. Tickets are $10. There should be a Facebook event set up for that if you are in the area. And a new uh, promo dropped for a new animated film called Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation. This is a new animated feature hitting Disney Plus on August 5th. And the reason I'm mentioning it is because it features a new original song sung by Weird Al Yankovic called Scarif Beach Party. Uh, the credits say performed by, so I don't think he actually wrote it. But uh, we'll find out, I guess. That would be my assumption, but he's also apparently in the special as a Lego character, yes. too. So. so now people are... are you know, scrambling, you know, to, you know, petitioning Lego, saying we need a Lego Weird Al character minifigure, and yes, we absolutely do because I need that in my life. So, I know that there's some Lego, like you know, companies that work with, you know, the Lego bricks and stuff that will make their own, like custom versions of things. But then you know, kind of like those Halloween costumes where it's like, it's obviously Beetlejuice, but it's called you know cemetery guy or whatever you know so so there i know some company has made one that's obviously weird out but it's i think it was called accordion enthusiast <laughs> but yeah nice. i would love to have a proper weird al lego minifig 
And the FUMPS newsletter went out the other day, and I forgot to write this down, so I'm just... And I also forgot to set up the, um, the, the tiny.cc link, but it will be tiny.cc slash FUMP0622 when I get it set up, which I will hopefully be after the show tonight. Uh, feature some, uh, the Double Clicks musical, the, some featured videos, a couple of briefs, and a whole bunch of tour dates, which I also forgot to put into the script, so I'm going to be reading them from there when we get to tour dates. Speaking of which, anything before tour dates? Uh, no. Alright. Tour dates. Sundays in Nashville, Tennessee, Steve Goody hosting at the Bluebird. Tuesdays online, Phil Johnson at Roadside Attraction. Thursdays online, Steve Goody and Brad Tassel. Let's see, today's the 23rd, still we'll start there. On the 24th in Oakland, California, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. On the 24th in Nashville, Tennessee, Regdar and the Fighters. The 24th and 25th in Ewing, New Jersey, Larry Tritel. 24th through 26th in Wichita, Kansas, Mikey Mason. The 25th in Niles, California, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. The 25th on Zoom, Carla Ulbrich. The 26th online, Escape from the Secret Lab with the Consortium of Genius. The 28th in uh, Atascadero, California, Phil Johnson, a roadside attraction. The 28th through the 3rd in Seattle, Washington, the Gothsicles. And on the 30th in Berkeley, California, Phil Johnson and roadside attraction. And birthdays. Uh, we had a couple, the past couple of days, which I forgot to mention last week. At least I think I did. On the 21st, Jeff Whitmire. And on the 22nd, Bone Cage. So happy birthday, folks. And today is Tom Smith's birthday. So happy birthday, Yay! Tom. Woo! All right. Our second song of the week is a previously unreleased Lemon Demon track being put out by Needle Juice Records. It was available briefly on a Dr. Demento basement tape. But here is Every Time You Stifle a Sneeze by Lemon Demon. Every time you stifle a sneeze, the force of the sneeze cannot simply disappear from existence. It must manifest elsewhere, often causing a small creature to explode or a chef's hat to fly off into the air. The talk blanche. The chef's hat. Why is it shaped like a mushroom cloud? Because they both sure can cook. And why is a mushroom cloud shaped like a mushroom? Not many people know this, but out in the forest, right where every mushroom grows, there used to be a tiny Japanese city, so tiny that even David the Gnome can commit accidental genocide just by taking a poop without looking. Ironically, gnome poop is highly sought after in Japan because of its mystical properties and because it tastes good on sushi for people who can't handle wasabi. Here in America, Gnome Poop's mystique is somewhat overshadowed by that of Unicorn Seed, the hip new soda pop that all the kids are guzzling on the street corners. Its popularity has been hugely fostered by product placement in popular films. For instance, in the film Muscular Hooker 2, Will Smith's character takes a dramatically framed swig of Unicorn Seed and then suddenly grows a CGI erection which extends into infinity and then Will Smith's mind explodes and the movie ends. For that scene alone, Roger Ebert gives the film three and a half stars. Not many people know this, but movie critics have a finite amount of stars that they can award in their lifetime. They are often kept in a vault 
heavily secured to prevent a senile Scrooge McDuck from wandering in, mistaking the stars for gold coins, and swimming in them. This is for Scrooge's own protection, as the stars have sharp edges which would lacerate his body into a bloody feathered pulp. If this were to happen, his will states that the entire McDuck fortune will go to his grandnephews Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and that his nephew Donald would get zilch because nobody understands what the Christ he is saying anyway, so who cares. As for Scrooge McDuck's body, it will be jerked and eaten, as per Scottish tradition. Indeed, cannibalism of the dead is a cherished custom in Scotland. When a Scottish boy's coming of age is celebrated, a ceremony known as the Scot Mitzvah, he is forced to consume his own great-grandfather, bones and all, in just 24 hours, or else the local shaman will hit him on the head with a magical stick that stops him from ever becoming an adult. Now you might think that eternal childhood wouldn't be such a bad thing, never never land and all that jazz, but no. Once your parents are dead, there's nothing to stop you from eating nothing but sweets, as children are wont to do. And when your baby teeth have rotted away, there will be no adult teeth to take their place. Toothless, stupid, and unkissed by the spirits of puberty, you will be banished from Scotland to the only place in this world where an awkward man-child such as yourself can ever hope to be accepted, Ireland. You will live as a leprechaun. You will don a false beard and a green bowler and stand on the streets jabbering about a non-existent pot of gold. When darkness falls, you will sleep in an alley on a bed of night soil clutching a potato, which will be your surrogate mother. If you are found by leprechaun poachers, your only hope for escape is to mesmerize them with a sprightly leprechaun jig and then stab their eyes out with your leprechaun stiletto. Then you must run away to find another Irish hamlet, and the cycle will repeat forever until one of three things happens. One, the poachers get too smart for you. Two, you starve to death. Three, the stifled sneeze of the distant someone causes you to explode and die. Absolutely ridiculous. Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. (laughs) Feedback. Hamner Hack wrote. <laughs> I'm sorry. That intro music just kills me. It just. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. <laughs> Hamner Hack wrote. Hey guys, sadly I'm not a level two subscriber, but would love the radio edits if you are able. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll reach out to you separately and get your address and whatnot. One other thing, I don't know if you have your next Spotify playlist, but since we are coming to the end of Pride Month, I thought it would do. I thought I would do my own Pride celebration and wondered if you had any recommendations. I have Finn and Poe, The Ballad of Ben Gay, Captain Cupcake, 
and the our Captain Cupcake and the Canby Hotel, Adam and Steve, and of course Keep It Gay from the producers. Can you all suggest any other songs for Pride? So, I thought this was a great idea. So I've made uh, Pride Month the topic, the, the playlist topic for um, next week's show, uh, next week's Spotify playlist. Um, I have Finn and Poe queued up, uh, Captain Cupcake and the Canby Hotel queued up. Uh, the Ballad of Ben Gay is not on Spotify, and unfortunately, Adam and Steve is not on Spotify yet because there was some kind of problem with Fump ninety two. Uh, having to do with using a slash in an artist's name. And we had to, like, change it to a dash or an underscore or something and resubmit it or some stupid shit like that. So Fump92 is not on Spotify yet, so I haven't done that. Uh, I have Keep It Gay from the producers queued up. Um, I also have... You know what? I don't think that's the full list. Let me... Where's my playlist? Um... Okay, a uh, couple other songs of this ilk I have queued up. Uh, the Two Gay Irishmen by Ray Red Peters. Um, keep it gay. Uh, Your Dad by Ian Lockwood, which was also on last week's playlist about Father's Day, so yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> gay MC by Chris Clark. Rolling, Rolling Get Off Twitter by Steve Goody. Truck Driving Song by Weird Al Yankovic. And Everybody Wants to Be a Girl by Money Shot Cosmonauts. Uh, how about I'm Super from South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut? Ooh, I forgot about that one. Yes, that would work. The other thing is, we kind of got to... This is one of those tread lightly kind of things. It's yes. like, <laughs> you know, it's like, who is singing this song? Are they part of the LGBTQ community? And is the intent of this song to celebrate gay people or make fun of them? <laughs> it's yes. like... So, yeah, it's like... Eh. I tried to keep that in mind as I was coming up with this playlist. Um, I know some of these songs could go either way, but yeah, I don't think there is any malice intended in any of them. Um, yeah, I can add I'm Super, if that's, yeah, on, cause like, if that's on Spotify. Because looking what they did with that character over the course of the series, it's very obvious that he's meant to, he's a character that's meant to be celebrated. Yeah, Big Gay Al is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, um, I was going to say something else, and now I forgot what it was. <laughs> well, that's all the feedback we got, so you have all the Yay! time in the world to come up with whatever it was you were thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's do some teasing. Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a joke. Yeah! Tomorrow's song is by the Bell Isle Rats. And... Hooray! But it will be if I get it done in time. Teasing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I was just about to say Steve Goody is at stevegoody.com for no reason whatsoever. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I mean, it's true. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Lemon Demon is at lemondemon.com and Joe J. Thomas is at joesdump.com. Oh, let me just yeah, let me just interject. I've you know thank you to to Jace and to Lemon Demon for putting this version of that track on here because I've always loved that track. Basically, you know it's kind of like uh, Ultimate Showdown in that track where the first two Lemon Demon tracks I was really exposed to and I've always felt like they were just the best. So I'm really happy that much like them putting 
Ultimate Showdown on here, we also have this track as a part of the Fump Pantheon, and that makes me really happy. Cool. Yeah, this was one of the, the early ones I heard from, from Neil, too. All right, let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. I'm Luke Ski. And Joe was here live. And, and he wasn't in Spain. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org and join us in the chat or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefunk.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week where you'll hear Luke Ski say, Uh, I like Obi-Wan and Ms. Marvel. Yay. <laughs>